C-A-M-P-A-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D Camp Adulthood Bridging the Millennial Divide One conversation at a time Interviewing guests Strangers and friends We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yergi. And I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats. And we are joined uh, by a former and most esteemed guest of the pod, uh, Terrence Bodine. Terrence, will you... Did I say your last name properly? You can say it however you want. Okay, I just had it. I said it very southern, and I had a moment of like, oh wait, is that actually how it's pronounced? Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, Terrence Bodine, and uh, Terrence, can you say hi and and reintroduce yourself? (laughs) Um, I'm Terrence. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. So um, Terrence was on, we'll double check which episode it was, so you can go back and I think it was 34, 34 link to it. And in the first episode when Terrence joined us, we talked about, uh, well, he ta- gave us w- many wonderful interior design tips because he's a very talented designer. Um, and he also talked about his experience um, coming out as gay in the Mormon church and then leaving the Mormon church. Um, we had so many wonderful responses and feedback and the episode really resonated with so many people. And when Terrence asked us if he could come back on and share more of that story, we really were honored to have him. So, um, Terrence, again, just to situate yourself in the millennium millennial spectrum, remind the guests um, how old you are and where you are from. I'm 28, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> and um, from Utah. Excellent. Love it. Born and raised. And shall we say Shay has joined us in New York? For oh yes, yes. Record a Palooza. Maddie and I are going to record a couple episodes today, so it's very exciting. Yes. Yay. All right. Well, we're going to, since Terrence is a repeat guest, we're going to forego the usual segments. So if you want to hear Terrence's hot takes, I re-listened to the episode and I think we talked about like a bunch of random stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to hear some like Super Bowl from two years ago, fun hot takes, um, you'll have all that fun stuff in the previous episode. But this episode, we really wanted to dig in more of Terrence's story and the meat behind the stuff that Shay had talked about of why we had asked Terrence to come on in the first place. Um, so Terrence, yes. where do you want to begin with your journey? You've come um, prepared with notes and everything, which we love. Yeah, to like get my thoughts in order. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we start with, I think it, I think a good place to start is like high school and like, it's kind of a normal time when we're all figuring out like who we are, like Mm -hmm. you're uncomfortable in your body, you're like growing, you're changing and like meeting people, you're figuring out your career path. And I think for a lot of us, it's kind of like when we're figuring out who we are. And for me, like I was during that time was like, I understood that I was gay. I didn't necessarily have um, examples or language to describe what that feeling was for a long time but around that age I like had access to like the internet and like more videos and stuff and so like I understood what was going on inside and at that point I was kind of done fighting it like um I tried like the the normal method of like seeking perfection and like not wanting that to be a part of who I was and like had a long history of like self-hate and like 
just like really was over being like suicidal and like self-hating and kind of came to a point where um, I had a decision to make and I was like either I can live a life of celibacy and like be in a really good place with God quote unquote or like I can kind of create my own path and like I have an opportunity here and for me at that time my sexuality was the most true and grounded thing that I felt in my guts and it was like I was questioning God I was questioning life but like for me that felt so natural and real um so I, I just want to kind of really drive this home for our listeners. Um, again, you're talking about coming to this place of peace and acceptance at about, let's say, what, 15-ish where 15, you kind of got there? Uh, High school. 16, 16, I'm like done. I'm done fighting it. So like I'm over trying to fix it. From the time you were a child, eight or nine years old, you're dealing with, I mean, I just want our listeners, and again, I'm not trying to say poor Terrence, but I think we look at children and we don't realize that an eight or nine year old is feeling this way. And through those, that early stages of puberty that you, you know, felt that self-loathing and that hatred and oh, yeah. wanting to die and you were oh, a yeah. child. And I, I, again, you can go as deep as you want, but I think it's just so important that we recognize just how young you were. Yeah. You don't realize it. You realize it looking back, but as a kid, you don't know how to manifest those feelings in ways that adults would manifest them. Mm -hmm. So like for me, as young as eight, nine and 10, I used to have nightmares all the time where like, so I didn't have examples of what gay was. I didn't know anyone that was gay. My parents had no friends that weren't weren't Mormon. So Mm -hmm. I had no exposure to this. I didn't watch Will and Grace. Like, so for me as a kid, I would have these really vivid dreams where I would always be, I would always identify as male, Mm -hmm. but in the dream, I would always like trick or make another male person think I was a woman and, like, have dreams of making out. Interesting. And it would... They were haunting dreams. Yeah. Like, I had horrible nightmares my entire childhood because I was struggling with this inside, and I didn't know what was going on or what this was. At that time, were you talking to your parents about this no. or other people in the church, or no. was it all no. just a this solo? No, this is all internal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know this is a huge problem, and it's like, I'm not confiding in anyone Mm -hmm. that was not on the table yeah so you didn't have the language but you had the kind of feeling perspective that you knew that if you set talked about this and I don't know you know um also coming from a tradition that does not welcome gays um or anyone I was raised Catholic, you know. Catholic, what up in the house? Catholic, what up in the house? Um, but they are, I mean, I just, you know, some churches don't talk about it. Some churches mm-hmm. do talk about how, you know, mm-hmm. it's a sin or whatever. So I don't, I'm just not familiar with how the Mormon church yeah. talk. I mean, are they vocally like, were they sermons and like, things talking they, about yes. how it's bad? They've changed a lot because they're a religion that believes in modern day revelation so mm-hmm. they believe the current prophet yeah. is speaking to god directly Didn't something just happened like recently yeah. like a few weeks ago and not to get too off i kind of i thought about getting into that but the politics of the mormon church are so accessible online now that like you can right. look that up but i i would recommend looking yeah. up like the most recent they basically created i can link to it in the policy that was like Perfect homophobic and damning to children in the church and then they basically were their own heroes and came back and like we're like oh we're getting rid of Just that kidding, again yeah it's like but they're still homophobic right and like 
they're still not accepting and welcoming to gays. They've changed. And that's part of the problem with people that are in the religion It's a little now. bit self-congratulatory. Like, some Mormons that I've talked to, like, there was a revelation in, like, the... I'm probably misquoting the timeline, but, like, the 70s or 80s that allows African-Americans into exactly. the church, for example. So they're like, oh, well, we're very accepting. We're very progressive religion. And it's kind of this veil over all this real-life stuff that you're talking about. Yeah, but, I mean, they're... Okay, like, let's break that down yeah. just for a second. I okay. do want to address that. Like, no, I think that's great. If a religion is um, POC or, like, uh, friendly to diversity and gays, then wouldn't the leaders of the church also represent that? If you yeah. Google the leadership mm-hmm. of the Mormon church, it's straight that's white true. men. That's a great point, yeah. Straight white men. Yeah. They're leading this organization, so I think that... And women can't pe- hold the priesthood, right? No. Yeah. So there's a huge gender I watched gap. Big Love. I know that. It's, a point. <laughs> it's my frame of reference. Yeah, no, there's no... There, women hold a secondary role right. in the church. Yeah. Men lead the church. So you can say it however you want to say mm-hmm. it, but, like, no, they're not welcoming yeah, to gays. And they are homophobic, and that was a problem. And that's part of the problem with modern-day members is that their track record is so confusing. So they give you little bits and pieces and, like, cookie crumbles yeah. and, like, keep you... It's like little bits of hope to be like, yeah, oh, maybe one day Yeah, they're giving people accepted. false hope. But yeah. if you look at the statistics, they have the highest number of suicides that are LGBTQ. Oh, wow, I didn't wow. know that. And by far, the numbers speak for themselves. Like, the Mormon church has some of the highest numbers of young people taking their own lives because they feel like they have no hope, there's nowhere to turn, and they just know what they have going on inside of yeah. them. Mm-hmm the church looks down on they have no future and like and it's so insular you were saying just a moment ago that your parents didn't have any non-mormon friends no they had that's not true they had one they had (laughs) one they had one work friend who i won't shout out but like they had one work friend who i adore and i'm still friends with that i remember growing up they were our non-mormon friends yeah like you're cool because you have some non-mormon friends right but like that was just Right, but I don't you know imagine if that as was an adult, like, think about how many friends you have if they yeah. were all of one persuasion or of one type of person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm a bit, your parents probably didn't have just, like, one friend. They probably had many friends. Right. And they were right. all the same, you know? Right. I mean, partially that's due just to t- statistics, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, growing up in Utah, it's... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Didn't, the numbers are on your side, right. and, like, the chances of you having non-Mormon friends are lower, but... Yeah. Still. Yeah, so... Yeah, back um, to... So Back to your story. Terrence so is 1516. 1516. And he's kind of come to this. Young Terrence. Young Terrence yeah. has come to this piece. It so I've come to the conclusion that, hey, I'm gay. This feels normal to me. Do I think that God exists? I don't really know yet. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, do I really think this all seeing being or energy force or however you want to describe and higher power do you really think in my mind I was like do you really think he's hung up on gender and gender roles and who I'm supposed to fall in love with and I was kind of like I don't really think so yeah like his perspective and his point of view or her perspective or her point whoever this person is do you really think that they're hung up on these small details I don't necessarily think so Mm -hmm. that was my understanding so realize I'm gay I'm going forward with it and I honestly thought I would be completely shunned. I thought I would have no friends. I was planning on 
I truly, that, I mean, I'm somewhat of a negative person in general, <laughs> but I thought, okay, like, nobody's going to accept me. Um, I think everyone's going to turn their back on me. There's a common misconception that I picked up on culturally with that homosexuals are also pedophiles. So mm-hmm. I was like, children won't be allowed Fuck. around me. Yeah. And I'm going to be viewed not only as gay, but I'll also be viewed as that. And I was kind of like, honestly, it was like a snapping point, but it was like, fuck it. Like, if Mm -hmm. I have no one that supports me, I was planning on that. And I was like, it's my path now. It's my canvas. And I've lived the past 16 years for everyone else, for Mm -hmm. my parents, for my loved ones, for my God, for my church. Like, I'm kind of done doing that. I'm done pleasing everyone else. And at that point, did you have any older siblings or anyone else that had left home and, like, done anything else to kind of... Like, you had said you had no gay role models and stuff like that, but maybe at a small level, did you have any role models of people that had gone away to school or even just, like, leaving home and, like, people that have traveled or, you know, anything like that? No, but honestly, like, in the grand scheme of things, I would say no. It's pretty... It's pretty tight-knit. Right. It's pretty secluded. So, no. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it was like, so okay, this is... the final... This was a, the Wild West for you. This was just... Yeah. It was just like... Blank canvas. I'm ready to be me. Yeah. And, and if everyone turns their back on me, I have myself, and, like, I feel good with myself, and, like, I'm alive. Like, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. And can you give our listeners a sense of how much up until this this time how much time in a week the church took up of your life because oh, yeah, again even growing up as mm-hmm. a churchgoer and even going to catholic school it was yeah. still like we had an hour of religion a while, class a yeah. day and i had to go to mass on sundays and once in a while on wednesdays but not always <laughs> you know so i think your experience was very different it's so at, at that time i would have been going to church on sundays which would have meant a three-hour church oh, i think a three-hour church Fun. block yeah one hour that you're all with your family and then mm-hmm. like a meeting and then you separate and based on gender and age so then i would have mm-hmm. a class like a sunday school class with boys and girls of my age and Mm -hmm. then I would have a priesthood class with boys of my age and then there would always be meetings before and after church so I would estimate basically your whole Sunday your whole Sunday Mm -hmm. is church and then Monday nights you have something called family home evening which Mm -hmm. just in your family you have like meetings and lessons and And that would be like your dad would be like dad or mom or we'd take turns because yeah. we all hated doing it. So, like, <laughs> truthfully, like, we were trying to do what we were and told. How many, but can you remind us and our listeners how many siblings you had? Like, what three. Was you, okay. So, four kids and mom and dad. And so we'd take turns. And that's usually about an hour, two hours. We sometimes try to do activities and not just lessons. That's nice. Tuesday nights would be what they call mutual night. So that would be spent with peers of your age and gender. And you would have some mixed activities, but mostly it was just with other boys my age. And that was tied with Boy Scouts of America when the Mm. Mormon church still did stuff with them. Oh, do they Uh, not do that anymore? No, they've separated. Oh, interesting. And is it because of the... So you were a Boy Scout? It's because of the gay issue. The gay issue. It's because of the gay issue and it's because the Boy Scouts of America wanted to be trans inclusive. And the Mormon church was like, that's not our morals and values. They made excuses as to why that happened, but that's why it happened. Um... So that's your week. That's your week. And then with that, every single morning before school, 
we had scripture study as a family for usually 20 minutes oh before we went to school. And then I'm in high school at this point, so that means I'd also have an hour block of my school day that I would be going to seminary. So you went to a Mormon school? No. This is no, public, this is public school. Utah school. This is public education in Utah. Oh, my gosh. And public education, Utah, just really quickly, is yeah. like Mormon settled Utah. Mm-hmm. So right. when the public government started buying land for public schools, the Mormon church would buy a small plot of private land on all the school campuses mm. where they build a small, like, Seminary meeting house. Thing. Yeah. So wow. all the high school kids have an hour of so release what time. The, the... That you go to a the seminary. small amount yeah. of non-Mormon kids that you went to school with, what did they do during that time? Just like I mean, off? some of them would still go to seminary because they're like, we can just go and like tune out and like <laughs> not have to like get graded. Yeah. But some of them would just be taking other courses, so they'd okay. be taking. So it's just like a class. It's block. a release hour. <laughs> so oh my you gosh. have an hour where, like, technically, you could you... go home. Um, or, no, like, because they have weird laws where it's like <laughs> an adult needs to be vouching for where you are so you are technically leaving so you school could take campus. another class you yeah. could do study hall you could right do whatever. but then the seminary submits attendance to the public school and okay. if you haven't shown up to class then where were you then yeah, you right. were uh what is that uh, you, t- uh not tardy delinquent, delinquent <laughs> or um you skipped school yeah, yeah. you're a truant yeah. True. How is this legal? A question for another episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We haven't yeah. had a lawyer on Marianne. Yet. Yeah. Marianne's yeah. a lawyer. She Marianne, us. Marianne, let us know. Um, okay, so so the church is a huge part of mm-hmm. your life. It is it, your It is your, it's it your, is your lifestyle. It's your friends. It's your life. It's your, it's everything. So how did you, so are you ready to come out at this point? No. Okay. So I've accepted this and I've sat with it. I start coming out to f- close friends, not family. I start coming out other to really... Other boys your age. Other boy, Most... I only had girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> I had one, other girls your age. I, other girls my age. I had one uh, friend, boy friend, friend that was a boy. Um, so I start coming out to very close friends, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm, like, quickly, like, humbled and surprised mm-hmm. at their response. Like, Aww. all of my friends, for the most part, took it very well. They mm-hmm. were very supportive. Um... I mean, I was truly humbled by mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and was like, I yeah. knew in that moment I would see who my real friends mm-hmm. were and who my real friends were. And people showed their true colors. Yeah. Um, but I was truly humbled by that moment. I felt very blessed and mm-hmm. very, like, touched. Like, I felt very touched. Most everyone had a very good response. And mm-hmm. it was, like, truly humbling to me mm-hmm. that these people are taught to shun me mm-hmm. to like think of me less than right. and all of these friends were incredibly supportive and very loving and like just there that mm-hmm. meant a lot to me i think this is a really interesting nugget here because y- you know you think about the mormon ter- church and how homophobic they are and how they're very vocal about this homophobia but again i don't have nearly as much experience with mormons as you do but Every Mormon person I've ever met has just been kind, humble, loving, you know, giving, generous. And again, I don't, I'm not trying to make any kind of sweeping generalization. And maybe I just got well. Sometimes lucky. the interpersonal is different. Yeah, from but I think that's I think that's down. interesting to to see that 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 is all something not just something that they're projecting for the world, but even when they're faced, or at least what in your experience, you had this good, you know, this wonderful, humbling, loving. Mm-hmm. coming out to these other teens who 
certainly teens can they sometimes could have easily, be... easily, and they would have been celebrated if they had Shunji, but yeah. they didn't do that. Right. Yeah. No, they did the right thing. Yeah. And so this is, like, towards the end of high school at this point, and... And are you looking to go to college at this point? What is your yes, plan? Yes, so the expectation is that I will go on a mission mm-hmm. following high school. And I so I know I'm gay, and I'm like, that's not going to fly. Like, <laughs> I can't do that. First, mm-hmm. there was three reasons I didn't want to... And at this point, did you hold the priesthood? Yes. Or no? Okay. Yes. Um, I, I'm still in the Mormon church and still active. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I don't want to go on a mission. That mm-hmm. is very clear to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there were three deciding, these are hilarious, but there yeah. were three deciding factors why I didn't want to go and that I made up in my mind. It's like, one, I'm not going on a mission because I will definitely sleep with my companion. Oh, like, you're with oh another is, dude. This is the theme of the seven. Book of Mormon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, um, that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I can't be spending my entire day with another like male another dude. Yeah. and not, like, want to make out or yeah. something. So I was like... Then I'll get sent home. I just think I'll... it's funny, side note, that they call them companions. That's like the Oh, yeah, term, the term, right? Right, yeah. That's like the yeah. official term. I just find that funny, but go on. So I knew that was the reason I didn't want to go on a mission. I didn't want someone to tell me how to cut my hair, which is another thing. I mean, Terrence is very particular about his hair. Yes. Last <laughs> time he... saucy haircuts. Yes, he <laughs> had long, luxurious locks, and now he has a very, very chic, short haircut. Bowl so cut. I like you look it. look like Mia Farrow. Oh, is thank that... you. Wow. The goal. Yeah. Yeah. She's very stylish. I will take it. Um, and what so was your that, third reason? The third reason was I didn't want to miss the last season of Lost. Oh, God. And you can't watch TV. So I was like, <laughs> not for me. Oh, my God. I Turns out it. the last season sucked. Yeah, right? I didn't even finish it. <laughs> oh my God. But, it was so bad. Oh, um, my God. Sorry. Spoiler for our listeners yeah, that have never it watched. Sucked. Um, that's so really I didn't want to. So that, but that, that's I, the plan. I think that goes back to Shay's point of like, you're dealing with all these big real world adult issues, but. Some still of your a young person. You're a child. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that one of your reasons was not that you could be sent to like the Uganda. wilds of Uganda and die of yellow fever or something. Because this is my so I went to high school with yeah we talked one a lot Mormon about solo family. Yeah. Travel to the last episode and he got sent to the Ivory Coast and halfway through he had like a he I don't know what he did he was kind of an idiot and he was a skateboarder so I bet he somehow managed to like shove his longboard in his suitcase and he got like a compound fracture in the oh. middle of the yeah. jungle is it the jungle in the yeah. ivory coast i was definitely. not good and he had to be like sip, oh, no. like shipped back to the u.s and he almost died and it was like this whole thing mm. and i was like why would anyone want to go it's on like a mormon the mission Corps, kind of. i mean it sounds terrible it is but like i mean respect to those people like young yeah, people yeah. willing to give up two like years the of their Corps. life to yeah. like tell people about God, to pay for it themselves. <gasps> oh, really? I did oh, not know yes. that. No, they, Hot take their the day. Family, I did not know that. Their family, the most of them, for that. no. Yeah. Most of them fund it themselves. So most they do a lot of fundraising it, beforehand. Yeah, you're saving your or your parents yeah. are supporting you. Um, they've kind of equalized it, mm-hmm. so you, like, some places are more expensive than others. Yeah, so if right. your kid gets sent to, Orlando. like, Guatemala or yeah. New York City... You're paying the same monthly yeah. mm-hmm. fee because they've equaled right. it out. But yeah, no, your your parents or wow. you are paying for it, your grandma, whoever. Yeah. If you can't find someone and you can't fund yourself, then yes, the church will help you out. But typically that's a moment of pride and right. families want those blessings. So right. they're going to be making sacrifices mm-hmm. to send their kids on missions. But yeah, two years. Yeah. And you were like, nope. No, you can't have contact with your family. Oh, that's You get, like, phone calls, like, on Christmas, Mother's Day. You write letters. You can't watch TV. 
these things have developed. Like yeah. you can now now they can have cell phones. Like whoop de do. Yeah. But like, <laughs> can you read books that are not like Christian no. or not Mormon books? No. I've, oh god, then I couldn't could do it. I'm done. This is like being on the Bachelor. They take away all your sacrifice. Yeah. Like yeah. so, yeah. I didn't. And no, is that part of the that. design of it is they want it to kind of be this like austerity thing where you're focused on God, you're focused you're on the focused mission, on you don't God. have distractions. You don't have yeah. distractions. So young Terrence is like, I'm not going on an effing mission trip. Right. And what happens next? Prop 8 happens. Prop 8 happens. This okay. is, so this is... And can we describe what Prop 8 is? Yes, for, for yes. some of our younger listeners or older listeners. Um, so high school still, mission's a couple years ahead. I've figured out my sexuality i've told a very few close friends not a lot of friends and um and certainly not your family or anyone else no 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 no. and no i don't want to go on a mission prop 8 happens and it's like my world kind of like is a little bit rocked Mm -hmm. and like why is this happening so prop 8 is basically legislation in california to stop marriage equality and to i think it was specifically to define marriage between a man and a woman Mm -hmm. right and this was, especially for our younger listeners, now we're living in a world where the Supreme Court has ruled over all the states yeah. that gay marriage is legal. legal. Right. This was at the time where you had a few states, like Massachusetts was a pioneering one, California, California. where it was like, there was a few states where it was legal, but it was not every state. Mm-hmm. It was a select few. And California... And California tends to be a leader. They so. reversed their previous decision and they were like, marriage is now between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. So... This is going on, and the Mormon Church kind of releases a statement. In so they read documents that are private in their Sunday services that are ma- usually not made public. You mean like internal, like church internal church being like, documents? We're talking just being like we're talking just against our yeah. members. This isn't a public document right. usually. So they read some document aloud in church, basically encouraging members to donate funds, donate time to call people, mm-hmm. to basically get to organized. To get it to pass Prop 8. Yes, yeah. to make Prop 8 happen. And there are, if you watch the documentary about Prop 8, there are rumors, and I've definitely heard this from friends, that bishops would um, singularly address wealthier families of the congregation mm-hmm. because you pay a 10% tithe on your income. It's pretty easy to figure out who's making money and right. who's not. Yeah. So <laughs> certain bishops would singularly have one-on-one conversations with very wealthy members being like we know this is how much you make we expect you to make this kind of contribution if you want to still be a like mormon who is like in good standing has your temple recommend Mm -hmm. so there are rumors and documents of people being basically kind of threatened to make donations and if you want to you know So there's a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of controversy surrounding this. Shadiness happening. Yeah. Right. They're encouraging slash telling members to act certain ways politically. Mm -hmm. Um, Subtly, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of buzz around it, and it just really doesn't sit sit well with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, why are you getting involved? This is a religion. This isn't a political faction. Why is this happening? Yeah. Like, why? And at the dinner table... It's like so, so much conversations are happening about like with lesbian, your parents and stuff, family, your family. Friends. So, what would those conversations look like? Is it just, you know, like let's say, so where are you and your four siblings? You're the second, second? to the youngest. Second so I have to two youngest. older siblings and okay. a younger sibling. So, if your younger sibling was like, "Mommy, what's a lesbian?" Like, how would that a conversation like that play out at the dinner table? Um, that conversation probably wouldn't happen necessarily, mm-hmm. just because. She probably won't even hear what that is. Okay. But 
Um, I don't know. That's tricky to answer, but I don't know. I just remember there wasn't a whole lot of open conversation about those sort of things. I just remember it was just comments being made. Yeah, we all like Prop Eight. We're all into it. Right, and a woman and common understanding kind of thing. Like just a lot of ignorance surrounding homosexuality and what that means. The pedophile thing, I think is really Telling. important mm-hmm. to talk about because that wasn't that long ago. And no. it seems like such a outdated, ignorant mm-hmm. thing to think yeah. to me. Yeah. And if that's being openly talked about and you as a child, like, picked up on that. that. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I mean, gosh, what does that do for your own sexual development? Because then right. you become frightened that here you are. And Terrence, I have to say, is one of the kindest people I know who loves children and animals and would never, you know, never hurt anyone. And here I just, I just like breaks my heart. Like I almost want to cry for you thinking of like, oh my gosh, and one day am I going to wake up and want to hurt this inevitable. You know, you just, I mean that, I can't imagine living with that and being 12 years old, you know, like that's, that's terrifying. It makes me so sad for you. Yeah. I was, I mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't change my experience. Mm-hmm. I think that that's shaped me for who I am. And, mm-hmm. like, I have a lot of respect for my past. I have a lot of respect for people that are still Mormon. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say that earlier, but this is kind of, like, focusing on my perspective mm-hmm. of yeah. the religion and my reaction. And this isn't everyone's reaction, and this isn't everyone's story. So with that, I came to these conclusions mm-hmm. and this truth on my own. And... I have like a certain reverence yeah. or self-love That was actually that. some feedback that we got from your last episode. Mm-hmm. Some people had told me personally they were like one of the best things about Terrence and your previous episode was that you didn't come at it from a place of anger and you came at it from a place of respect for the life that you left and your family and your friends that are still in and even Mormons that you never came in contact with and mm-hmm. people were like, wow, that's really... Nice. And I think it opened people up to hearing your story that might have been otherwise shut off from him because they were like, oh, well, we assume that he's going to be bigoted towards Mormons or something like that. And it wasn't that way. So that means a lot. Like, I definitely have feelings and reactions to things and like things get me angry and like upset and bothered. Of course, that's not denying. But I do have like a certain love and appreciation for the Mormon church. And I think that it does bring a lot of people happiness and it does complete them. And like, you know, they do a lot of Mm -hmm. great things. There's a lot of humanitarian efforts and whatnot, but I think that it's incredibly important to address these conversations because if you learn from your past, right, Mm -hmm. you learn from the mistakes you've made. And one thing I noticed was there wasn't so much of an open dialogue that I noticed in my community as a kid. So I think it's important to share these sort of things now Mm -hmm. to get a conversation going, not to say this thing or organization is Mm -hmm. right or wrong. Maybe that's your response. Sure. But like, it's important to have these conversations so that you as a person can become more sure of how you view things or you can maybe consider a different idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, you know, especially when you're talking about sexuality and and young people, um, of course the anti-gay and the homophobia, that's very, that's big and clearly what we're talking about today, but because they're, you're not talking about sexuality at all, there's such a spectrum there, right? So even your friends who are heterosexual and will probably have a traditional, um, marriage and life, but they, they aren't having any conversations about 
what does sex mm-hmm. look like? What right. is healthy? What right. is unhealthy? What does consent mean? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you guys aren't getting any education. And, and most no. Christian children get no yeah. education. Most American children yeah. get no education. Yeah, I mean, you went to Catholic school. Did you get any sex ed? No. Oh, well. Was it the nuns just I being actually, like, don't do it? I had no sex ed in elementary school or in high school. My, I, So I don't know. That was all. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, went I, to, I went to public school, and I got the full... I actually very much respect... I went to public school in a suburb outside of Detroit, and I've listened to other podcasts, like the Dan Savage's podcast. He's talked about this, that one of the main things that is missing from mainstream public sex education is the acknowledgement of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And my high school actually had that we had a panel of people who were all in college so they were not that much older than us and they were all lgbt identifying and they actually came to our health class and said like this is what sex looks like for us this is how we stay safe i think they went to like yeah and it's only since i've moved away and like talked to other people about their experience that i realize how progressive that was especially in a public school in the midwest that i actually got that and that's just what was normal to me so you know, being straight, like the heterosexual education I thought was good, but they also brought this other piece in of people, you know, I think they had a trans person, a gay man, and a lesbian. So I think oh, that wow. kind of pretty good. It's fills pretty good. out. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was great. So, okay. so anyways, Terrence back to your is story. ready to make a move. You're ready to, to do oh, something yeah, no, with I this knowledge. A, I so have let's a fire tell the story. under my ass, yes. and I'm like determined and angry, and like now I feel like liberated yeah yeah like i know my sexuality mm-hmm. i'm no longer like considering... and you see that there's a group of people out there with prop 8 that are there's a future like you yeah. yeah i don't necessarily see that future mm-hmm. but i feel that there's mm-hmm. a future so prop 8 happens i'm like mm. interesting I'm like this doesn't sit <laughs> well with yeah. me yeah. um the mormon church's history of like treating black members as second class members is like very telling mm-hmm. and that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Um, how I see women being treated in the church doesn't sit well with me. So it, I, I know I said last time that the main reason I left was because of my sexuality. And while that is true, there was a, there was a list. There was a, yeah, there was a like, list of yeah. things that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, some of, I'll just quickly go over them. Yeah. Some of them being like a, a heavy focus on numbers, mm-hmm. like, um, like recruiting know, efforts and recruiting stuff like that. Recruiting efforts yeah. and like kind of, um, drizzling people down to being a digit as yeah. opposed and to no seeing their self-worth. spiritual guidance. And right. even going yeah. to your tithe comment, like, everything based on also monetary donations as right. well once you're in. Right. Like, I was mentioning that to a friend the other day, and they were shocked. But yes, Mormons donate 10% of their income, mm-hmm. usually before taxes. Mm-hmm. It's not a suggested donation. If you don't want to burn in yeah. the afterlife, yeah. you're paying that 10%. Yeah. Like, which, I, straight, little fun fact... Even after I left the Mormon Church, which I'll get to, I still paid a full tithing for like years afterwards. Why? Just because I wanted to. You wanted to. I wanted to. Like yeah. something felt good about it for me, and and it felt like I was still kind of holding on to the past a little bit. And in my mind, I was like, it's I kind know, of straddling both worlds, and kind of, but not really, because I was like, I know these funds are going to go to a good effort, and I was just like, I've had this ingrained mm-hmm. in me for so long I just for years I still paid yeah but I also I love the idea of 
and I don't know, maybe you do this now in your life or you will at some point, the idea of even if you're a secular person, you can still yeah. tie. I mean, the idea of giving 10% of your income to an organization. across multiple things. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. know, I mean, we talked a lot about, you know, you can give time, talent, mm-hmm. or treasure. Right. So if right. you can give any or all of those things, either 10% of your time or mm-hmm. your talent or your treasure, that's really special. But, um, you know, and I think this is a whole nother conversation, but how do we encourage people who don't have that religious background yeah. to give back in that way? So I love that's that that was so meaningful. Previous you. guest, Jillian, she's writing a book on mm. Lonely Planet about finding spaces for community in a secular world, mm-hmm. like people that were previously religious or people that want a spiritual connection who step out. And she came from a very conservative Christian background in Alabama from an evangelical background Mm -hmm. and it's been really hard. And she also doesn't, she has had like an estranged family situation for a while and she's really searching for community and this, she's built a whole business around it. She's writing a book about it. So I think it's something that millennials really are craving. Yeah. A meaning for your life and like feeling some, like bigger purpose and like yeah. you're helping. I think that's important. It, it it feels good and it's like we're so focused on ourselves and and things. And I, it's good. Yeah, and I think this is something we get a lot of feedback on episodes that do you know focus around religion because I think millennials are striving for this and like you said with Jillian and I've I think some other people that I'd like Mm -hmm. to bring on. I have a friend who's an Episcopalian priest. Now that's a denomination that celebrates Mm -hmm. people of color, celebrates um, the LGBTQ community. They're very open, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But then I think um, we might need to edit this out, but I would like to bring Emily back on. Mm -hmm. So she was um, basically ostracized from her Christian church. It was kind of not non-denominational. It was like a Southern like Church of Christ or something. And they were basically like, you're too liberal. We don't want you anymore. Get yeah. out. Jesus. Yeah. And she's a 30 year old woman with a family and she yeah. was like the lead in the choir. Like she was like a big deal. So I think it's, this is clearly yeah. like you said, people are searching for community and secularly or through religion, yeah. but and let's but focus it's on the story. But it's funny what you, yeah. what you said though, like when people question things, they get really uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. for me, it's like, if you feel confident in, in who you are and like your beliefs, don't you want to talk about that? Yeah. Don't you want to hear someone's perspective mm-hmm. or challenge yeah, it? Definitely. Like, why is being too liberal suddenly yeah. an ungodly thing? Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, so you didn't like the numbers aspect. Yeah. Didn't like the numbers aspect. Didn't like how they treated women. Didn't like how they treated black members historically, which I r- really recommend people looking mm-hmm. into because mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it's good. Any it's resources that you have, just shoot them over to us afterward. Sure. Afterwards, and we'll include them in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, okay, so graduate high school. Oh, um, leaving church. Yeah, that can't just skip over yeah. that. Yeah. So, okay, so <laughs> no, I'm gay. I'm about to graduate high school. Don't want to go on a mission. I'm still involved. I still have a lot of responsibilities. I'm like the head of my boys' group. Um, Constant. Wait, can I ask a totally unrelated, not totally unrelated question? Were you an Eagle Scout? I was. Okay, I feel like we yes. talked oh about God. this at some point. An Eagle yeah. Scout and so an Adventure Scout. And What's that? I don't, I don't that even means. know what that is. It's like beyond Eagle. Ooh. Like once you get your Eagle, you're not done. There's like more <laughs> stuff that you can get more badges. Did you like doing that? Was that like a fun thing? Um, was it? Did you get a sense no, of accomplishment I mean, out of it? 
as a kid, no, because I was not boyish. I hated being outdoors for the most part. But then I grew to love it. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like... And now it's, like, something you can put on your resume that people respond to. And yeah. it's, like, cool. I don't know. I feel like that's, yeah. a re- like, so few people do it. It's also probably why Terrence is very good at his job. Because yeah. there's so much, like, problem solving that has to happen on your feet. So much organization. Yeah. Um, tying knots. Tying, yes. tying, tying management. Knots. Yeah. yeah tying, tying knots management. Yeah. Tying management. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Terrence. <laughs> Tying knots. I can't tie knots. Don't. If anyone expects me to tie a knot, like, girl, bye. Oh, my God. But the number of times I'd be like, Terrence, come fix this for me because I can't deal with it. Yeah. It it definitely shows a commitment to something, even if you didn't love it with your whole heart or was it I did. I ended up loving it. Yeah. But, like, as a kid, no. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard. I was forced to go. But, um, well, yes, Eagle Scout. Yes. So I'm in that. I'm in. I've gotten my Eagle Scout. I'm going to school. I'm thinking about college. I'm, like, in charge of my boys' group. I have so... I can't even describe how much responsibility I have. I'm planning their weekly activities, usually. Oh, my gosh. I'm organizing that. I have a group. It's not a singular effort. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a group. um, And I'm just kind of done. I'm, like... Maybe you were experiencing some burnout, perhaps? Kind of, but I've been thinking about leaving for so long. Mm -hmm. And I truly didn't know how to do it. Um, I had, I knew one girl yeah. in high You're school in, who had left, so deep. who had left. I knew one person and wow. I was like, I was terrified to vocalize this. I didn't want it getting out. I didn't want there to be a huge, like, I mean, it's a small community. Yeah. So you say yeah. one thing and everyone knows what and you said. Terrence, we touched on this in our last episode, but there are, there are basically two ways you can leave the Mormon church. You can just be like... Excommunicated. Excommunicated. Or voluntarily leave. Exactly. So... How are you kind of juggling these two options, I I'm guess? I'm stubborn as hell. And, of course, I think I'm always right. So <laughs> as you in are. So, my mind, I'm like, I've come to this conclusion. No one's going to tell me that I'm right or wrong. I'm not going to be excommunicated. I'm not bringing that shame to my family who it, are still Mormon. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving that way. Right. Like, I don't want to leave that way. I don't really know how to do it. So I just stopped going. Um, I wake up one morning and I'm like, I'm done. I totally broke down. And I was like, um, I had like a test run like a week before. And I was like taking my time, getting ready for church, (laughs) thinking about not going. And then the next week I was just like, I'm done. I'm so done. I was like, how did people respond? How did your parents respond? Um, they were really concerned. They They think like you have the flu. No, sick. No, they know I'm not sick. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling them I'm not going anymore. I'm very clear. Yeah. I'm like, this is not happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're very concerned. They think something's happened. They think I've committed some sin that I'm really guilty of. So either most likely having sex Sex. with someone they think i've like possibly broken the law of chastity which is how they describe it they think i've created with a woman with yeah yeah because i'm not out to them yeah yeah i mean they know but i'm not out right so Um, at that time you you suspect with looking back on it that they knew at the time but they just weren't dealing with it that you were gay or yeah i mean your parents know you really well especially moms like moms know what's up unless Mm -hmm. your mom's checked out yeah like Mm -hmm. your mom knows what's up so do i think this yes yeah um yeah i do i think she knows Mm -hmm. but um so they think i've created or uh, committed Committed some some sin. sin um 
and I know that there's going to be consequences. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm already like, if I'm grounded, don't care. If I have no vehicle, don't care. If I like can't play with friends, don't really care because I don't really have a ton of friends anyway at this point. So I'm like, whatever. Um, they freak out. My mom, um, like calls my dad. My dad's like in a high leadership role at the time. And on Sundays, my dad is usually in meetings all day, like church meetings all day. We mm-hmm. don't really see him. He doesn't come to church with us. He's, He's going to a, a bigger church. Oh. Like, we don't... Wow. We didn't really go to church with my father as children unless mm-hmm. he was the bishop. So he was at the front of the church okay. or in the congregation. Like, if he were leading the church. We were service. leading the church, okay. yes. But yeah. we're not usually at church together, which is yeah. kind of unusual looking back. Right. But that's just how it was. Yeah. My mom pulls my dad out of a really important meeting and she's like, <laughs> she asks, situation. She, yeah, we have a situation. She wants me to talk to my father. And I said, and that was fine. Like, I'm not going to go. No, yeah. I, I said it was fine. Yeah. And yeah, but right. I'm not going to go. You're to still holding firm. Yeah. 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 No, like, no, I'm not, I'm not backing down. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to, and I sit in the car with my dad and like, he's asking what's up and he's just concerned as well. Yeah. He's not angry. He's just like, they're both of them are like. Totally taken off guard. Yeah. Like, because you've been this and very, very devout. devout. Like, I've done all the things. I've pleased all the people. I've yeah. talked the talk. I've walked the walk. Like, yeah. I am, like, if I can be a little bit self-congratulatory, yeah. I am the token Mormon. Yeah. Like, I'm the boy that, like, is at the front of the church. Like, all the old ladies are like, oh, my God, like, you're such we an amazing, yeah. like, Mormon boy. Like, Everyone expected me to go on a mission. They expected me to have leadership roles. Like, they expected me to have a very Mormon life. And mm-hmm. that was the plan. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. And and you love your family. I mean, I've yeah, heard you I wanted, talk about I them. I want to do well. Like You I, love them. Your siblings and your parents, you know. Yeah. I like, know family's important to you. Yeah. Like, I want them to be happy and proud of me. And, like, you know, there's these things we're not talking about that I've kind of figured out in my head. And for them, it's kind of like what's happening with Terrence. Like mm-hmm. he seems to be like a normal boy and now like he's not going to church. Like yeah. it was kind of a what's shock. Happening? Yeah. yeah. Total like total shock. Mm-hmm. Total shock. So you're in the car with your dad and you just he's like what's up? Yeah. And he wants to know too if I've committed a sin and I don't want to come out to them this way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like But at that time you hadn't you haven't And that wasn't any the sense. only reason either. Yeah. It was like I'm not gonna say right. that I'm leaving because I'm gay because that's not the truth. Right. I'm leaving because I'm gay and because you don't treat women as equals you don't treat black members as equals like there's you focus on numbers like it was like there was a list yeah and also you're what 17 18 at this time 18 so you know all these things intellectually but i'm sure you're also just like feelings and hormones feelings and hormones feelings and hormones so i don't i just tell dad no i haven't committed a sin yes everything's fine yeah i'm just just not going anymore yeah yeah And I think that they saw how determined and, like, confident I was. And I think that they truly didn't really challenge it, which shocked me. Well, and that's they did. They did in their way. They did in their way. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they dragged you kicking and screaming that day. Or immediately kicked you out of the house or. No, there was, like, a little guilt tripping. There was, like, you know, a parent. But whose parent doesn't do that? Exactly. You know. But, like, for them and what I was expecting, truly not a whole lot happened. Um, just a lot of concern and a lot of like worry. Yeah. I mean, I've been like a, 
what you would call a perfect kid up to this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like finger to the wall, like yeah, yeah. I and your like... two older siblings, they were still in ish, ish. Some of them like you know dabbled in and out of the religion. Yeah. So or can I ask what's well? We'll get to this later. Yeah. Older siblings still Mormon. Okay. Even though they. One of them was in and out for a yeah, minute. Yeah, they're they've Both committed very to the church. Mormon. Yeah. Yes, yeah. younger you. sister is me and her are the only ones that yeah. aren't. And you're very okay. close with your younger sister. Yes. Right? Did you guys just go on vacation together? Is uh, that her close friend? Close friend. Okay. Who is Mormon? Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Looked very like a very bestie. Fun vacation. Yeah. Thanks. So um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, so you didn't come out to your parents. No, I stopped yeah. going, and it just creates like a lot of ripples. Yeah. I, there's like. Um, People coming over to the house, like uh, leaders I'm close with, friends being like, what's up? Okay, yeah. You want to know? And I remember at the time being really peeved because it was very personal to me and very private. And I remember confiding in one of my leaders at the time. The Mormon church is not that way. I feel like it's very, you're all involved in each other's lives. And there was one leader I confided in and I was totally honest with him. And he went back and like told a bunch of people. He misconstrued the story, mm-hmm. and yeah. and he told my story, and I was yeah. like, no, 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 the fuck, yeah. I was <laughs> like, no, like <laughs> I just remember being really mad at him, yeah, because I really looked up to him, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, yeah, like you're not. I told you this was private, and like you're also like making up shit. Like mm-hmm. stop. Um. So anyway, that uh, happens. Like the bishop at the time. He and I are working very closely together, and, like, we have a lot of chats. He gives me my space and then, like, checks in. We, like, get dinner one night, and, like, he doesn't bring it up. But then at the end of the night, he, like, is just, like, what's going on? And it actually meant a lot to me at the time, but he he listened to me. He didn't judge me. He didn't tell me what to do. He said, you know you're questioning a lot of things right now. You're figuring out who you are. And he's like, I admire that. Do I want you back in church? Yes. Do mm-hmm. I want you reading the scriptures and praying to God? Yes. Because that's brought me happiness in my life. But he's like, I really like respect what you're doing and like think that you're at a point in your life where you're defining who you are. He doesn't know I'm gay either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually he does. He does, but we are not talking about right. it. Mm-hmm. He knows, and I've confessed How does to him. Because you've confessed I've to confessed him. to okay. him, but we, which was weird. I confessed to him, and then he ignored it, and we just didn't talk <laughs> about it again. <laughs> I mean, Love it. those religious leaders are great at that. Yeah. They're like. But I really, truly appreciated that, and that felt like I was going to do what I was going to do regardless. He didn't influence me. But well, yeah. it felt good for a adult leader who I looked up to to kind of be like your value matters and Mm -hmm. these questions matter. Well, and I think this is such an interesting crux, right? Because do you, and you've been saying this, it's like, you don't want to be complete, like, yes, being gay is a very important part of your identity, but you are such a kaleidoscope as we all are of a human. And there are all these other things going on. It wasn't just, you know, this is my hill and I'm dying on it. You, You know, being gay was a, a large part, but not the only, not the only reason, reason. And also not the, a big part of your, again, your identity and your existence, Mm -hmm. but you're a multifaceted person. And as with all of us, our sexuality is one part of who we are. Right. Um, so I've physically stopped going. I'm technically still Mormon. Mm -hmm. I'm still on the 
records, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Not excommunicated. Okay. Still viewed Mormon. Okay. On so the books. How? <laughs> so when do you... So I guess the next stories I want to hear are when do you come out and when do you officially leave? Yeah. Which And which happens first? I come out first. Okay. I'm in college. I'm dating boys. And where did you go to college? I went and to college in my hometown in Utah, at Utah State University studying interior design. Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, dating boys. Mm-hmm. And... Um, is it a lot of ex or former Mormons or mostly? Yeah. yeah. So it's the, so you're going, you're now dating people who have had a similar right. experience. To right. You. And we're in a small community and I'm like, I don't want to tell my parents, but I'm like, this isn't fair to them. Like I'm living as a gay male mm-hmm. and like dating people. It's not fair to them. Yeah. I don't want them to find out from someone else. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on a date. And like, this gets back to my parents mm-hmm. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. Like, they need to know. Yeah. So that gives me a lot of anxiety. And I'm like, I figure out how to tell them. I've, like, come to terms with that. And I actually come out to them from a recommendation of a therapist with a close, my closest friend, Catherine, who I was traveling to Europe with. Yeah. Always get down a buffer. Yeah, exactly. So she's there. They're not going to murder you with Catherine there, right? I mean, they weren't going to (laughs) murder me either, but, like... It's a, lot har- it's a lot harder to get rid of the body if there's like. someone else there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. There's two bodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so she's there, which is hilarious because looking back on it, we've been spending a lot of time together and like we joke about like how it, the way it was set up, it looks like I've gotten her pregnant oh. and we're telling mom and dad. Like, so you're like sitting there. Yeah, it's yeah. Saturday morning. Like yeah. she's in a hoodie. That's like so it funny. looks like she's covering a baby bump. <laughs> And they were probably like, oh, you're just gay. Phew. We thought we had another mouth to feed here. No big deal. Um, so she's there. And which truly, like, this will make me cry. But, like, oh. that meant so much to me. Yeah. Like, I asked her and it was no question. It was like, you want me there? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that was one of the kindest things anyone's ever done for me. Yeah. But she was there. Told mom and dad, they handled it the best they could, truly. Yeah. And we've been working on that. And, and th- things are great. Yeah. Things are great. But that's, I, and I think that's really important for our younger listeners who might be coming out or thinking about it to know that your parents loved it you. It wasn't the worst case scenario it's, you were in. It wasn't in your the head. worst case no. scenario. And, but it, it, it's been almost 10 years and it's still something that you guys work on but that's okay to work on it doesn't have to be immediately that your parents are like making a float Embracing. in the pride parade right, right. you know and that hasn't happened yet <laughs> well i look forward i, I actually forward would love day. my yeah. parents pride float i think it'd be pretty cute yeah <laughs> but no i mean i as a kid you your parents are your everything and like yeah. they still are they still yeah. are but like you look up to them in such a way and you want to make them happy but like now, from my point of view, I get it. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you've created this person. You have your past. You yeah. have your perspective. You have yeah. your beliefs. And you think of this thing you've made in a certain way. And, like, you love them. And, like, you have dreams about them and what they will be. Like, they need their time to sit yeah. with it, too. I've been sitting with it and figured it out. But, like, I need to respect yeah. them coming to terms with it their own way. And... With that, what I will say is, like, my parents are a huge inspiration of 
growth and change for anyone. Mm-hmm. Truly. Like that has given me a life lesson of like anyone can change. Anyone can get better. Anyone can like love or like grow as an individual regardless of age. Yeah. Because they have like been so gracious and they continue to be a big person mm-hmm. and like do the right thing and like it took time mm-hmm. yeah it took time for that relationship to grow and to become what it is now mm-hmm. and to change because it needed to change you know yeah so come out to them we deal with that fallout and are your siblings all accepting of um you? varying varying At degrees yeah. i would say yeah. okay um I mean, they have their own lives going mm-hmm. on too. Yeah. Um, but I, I, they have also surprised me at, at their own way, in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Like my little sister, I came out to her last, mm-hmm. even though we were the closest. Yeah. Um, well, she's young at the time. She's young and we were worried about how she'd respond to it. And like, I told her yeah. and she was just like, duh. Yeah, she's like, she was like, I was in the car when you were buying those like muscle magazines from the grocery store that you were like (laughs) going to the gym, quote unquote. She's like, duh. Oh my god. Like, she was so cute about it. She was like, funny. And how much younger is she than you? Four years. Okay, so she's a bit younger. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, she's um, like, I've known this my whole life. (laughs) She was like, I've overheard things. I'm not dumb. Yeah. Because she was, she was by far the most supportive but that's not fair to compare people to one another like no no everyone deals with things differently but um but you feel like you can go home for fourth of july or whatever and have a wonderful time and and be part of your family yes yeah yes like everyone's relationship is individual but i feel very welcomed and i feel like all of my siblings are like people i love and want to be around and they love me and want to be around me yeah even I mean, if I'm, they have their own personal spiritual journey that they're on right. and accepting your sexuality. Do you think that your parents have had to go on a li- out on a limb, so to speak, or your family to keep you? Because I feel like there's oh, this whole... Oh, totally. To not excommunicate totally. you. Totally. Uh, ab- absolutely. And yeah, I'm happy you brought that up. But yes, no, I know... I know that they've gotten there shit There are others from in their people. community and their friends that are like, yes. why do you still talk to Terrence? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. I know that that's happened. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Like, I know that siblings have gotten grief. I know that they have been, like, chastised mm-hmm. for being supportive of me. Within themselves, too. Some yeah. of them were more supportive of me in the beginning. Yeah. And others were like, why are you encouraging this? Yeah. So, yes. Even within, amongst themselves, mm-hmm. there have been responses that have been like... Yeah. Well, and I just want to say, I think that's a really interesting word that you used, encouraging, because Mm -hmm. I think there's this fundamental misunderstanding in many Christian communities that being gay is a choice. A fad. Or a A fad. Or a phase. Or you're just acting out. And it's, I mean, clearly from your story, we know that this is, you know. It's your identity. It's your identity. It's It's who you are. I, jumping back, I was the last person that wanted to be gay. As a Mm -hmm. kid, I hated effeminate men I hated other people that presented as gay because inside I know that's my problem right Mm -hmm. and I was the most homophobic before Mm -hmm. I came out but also you know and this is I think about this a lot now that I have like two little kids in my life that I'm gonna have to guide you know of course you want your kid to be like 
straight because that's going to be easiest yeah. for them. It's not that yeah. you don't, right. you know, for me, I, I think about this. And I'm I've like, actually had that exact conversation. My mom's, yeah. my parents are going to listen to this, so I hope they don't mind that no, I t- say this. But my it. parents have actually, both my brother and I are straight. And my parents have actually said that where like, they, thank God. well, they were like, we would of course accept you and love you if you were gay, but we want you to have the easiest life possible. And the easiest life yeah. possible is just being the default, yeah. whatever the default in your community is, you know? Yeah. And I right, think, which is funny, too, because, yeah. like, all of us come from, like, privilege. And, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, yeah, that's kind of cute, too, in a way. Like, your parents want the best for you, even coming from a, a right. place of privilege. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. imagine like, someone who doesn't yeah. have that. But I also right. think, you know, in, in some ways the conversation, conversation has changed. And as, you know, my role as a quote-unquote parent, I'm like, you know what? they're gay or bi or lesbian, whatever, that's going to be relatively easy now because we live in a time that's more accepting. But my biggest fear, I will be completely honest, is that one of these little people is going to say that they're trans. And Mm -hmm. I, the choices that those parents have to make that involve hormones and surgery and medical things, like I, I cannot imagine. And again, it's not that I don't support and love Mm -hmm. trans people and I want them all to do what they have to do to to be their best self and their best right. identity, but do I want that for my child? No. Right. You don't want you them know? to have to struggle want, with it. You yeah. want your child to be like healthy, to not have ailments, yeah. to not have like, you like, know, again, physical just, ailments right. or internal ailments. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. Like, like and I think you, want, you. Right. And I just, like, I, honestly, clearly I didn't meet you till you were well into your 20s, but like that breaks my heart to think of you as a little boy going through that, like this sweet, innocent child, like, that's just heartbreaking to me, so... Right, but I also think that, like... But it made you who you are. And... That, yeah. but it's also, like, I mean, would my relationship with my parents and family and friends mm-hmm. and self be what it is had this yeah. not... Had this mm-hmm. factor right. not come up? Would I respect yeah, and value and cherish and be as inspired by my parents where we have so many differences now, had I lived or had I been that like straight Mormon boy I was destined to be, I don't know. And it's hard to say, but I know what you're saying. Like, it's like you want the best for your children and you want it to be easy for them. You want the, you want it to be easy. You want it to be planned. And our society is hard. Mm -hmm. Like we live in a really harsh world on like a very different level, but I think it's illustrative. We were talking about the college admission scandal Mm -hmm. during one of the previous episodes. It's like parents want to do, anything that will make it the easiest for their kids, like all the way up to paying for their admission to school. But it comes from, I think the same fundamental place of you want it to be easy. You want to provide them any, everything you don't want them to suffer at all. Even if that suffering makes them a better person or makes your relationship better. But I do love what Terrence is saying, because I think I can relate to this, you know, to a certain degree is like, yes, all of these things have happened that weren't ideal, but you are now having this relationship with your parents Mm -hmm. that is, so much richer and genuine and genuine and so yeah. incredibly it's a beautiful like they yeah, could have we're yeah. both coming to the table i feel like most parent kid yeah. relationships are default but you have the unique yeah. opportunity to have a choice yeah. a re- a restart or yeah. like a yeah. rebirth together and mm-hmm. it's like that's we both so don't special. have to be at the yeah. table we don't yeah. both don't have to be at the table we don't have to be here <laughs> yeah. but like we want to be right yeah. and that's really that's incredible great. so you've come out to your parents and now it's time to leave the church I want to. You're ready to leave the church. I've, it's been on my mind for a while, and just out of principle, I'm like, this organization doesn't represent me. Mm-hmm. I don't represent it. Mm-hmm. It's time to 
formally yeah. and gracefully part ways. Mm-hmm. Conscious so, decoupling, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm good old Gwyneth. <laughs> and part of it's superstitious. Yeah. Like I have voluntarily agreed to things. Ordinance has been baptized. I have the priesthood. X, Y, and Z, I've voluntarily agreed to these ordinances and made these commitments with Mm -hmm. a higher power and superstition or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go into an afterlife where I've made commitments to an organization I no longer believe in and be held to standards I don't believe in. Mm -hmm. But I had agreed to them at some point in time. So in my mind, it's on me now. It's on me and I want to be judged if I'm going to be judged or if I'm going to be held to a standard, I want it to be my standard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my choices and my life. And I want to look at it that way. So I need to leave. I'm trying to leave. I have Googled how to do it. Like you mm-hmm. send letters, you send notarized letters, but what I, it's going to be on my terms. So I don't, I've heard from other friends that when you try to leave your families, get letters get intimidated Mm -hmm. to bring you back in. Yep. They're told that their internal salvation is reliant on you and that you're creating sin and that you're going down a path that will bring you hurt and and that's where the excommunication comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. I could have easily been excommunicated if I wanted to. Um, so I've sent a letter. I heard no response. I've sent a second letter and in these letters, there are formal documents that are mm-hmm. made public that you can just plug in your name, mm-hmm. like lawyers that right. have yeah. left the church or lovely yeah. people that <laughs> make these documents yeah. accessible yeah. to millennials. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, Terrence, are right. blah, blah, I am blah. resigning. It's like a yeah. contract, yeah. and legally they can't keep you in an organization after 30 days once you've required, requested, requested to leave. To leave. Yes. It's beyond. CAFA does this oh, as well. They have really? the, same, yeah, the yeah. sorority if you want to leave after that. you've been initiated. It's the same thing. We're beyond 30 days at this yeah. point. It's yeah. like, I've gotten no response. <laughs> so you're like, I guess I'm out, but I've got not gotten a response. No, I haven't gotten a response. And I'm like so very like, detailed. So I'm like, I want that response yeah. and I want it to be formal. And at this point, have you told your parents, like, no. I'm leaving? No, this is it's not. all just this on is, your own. No, because I didn't want to have, we haven't had this conversation to this day. And I didn't want to have the conversation because I didn't want them to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want them to feel badly and I knew that's what it was this was about me right Mm -hmm. and I didn't want you didn't want it to seem like you were saying oh you're staying in and therefore you're bad people or I hate my childhood or anything like that right it was about me having closure yeah and it wasn't about them and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hurt them and I was Mm -hmm. just like this is for me right so it still hasn't been brought up yeah I know that they know but it hasn't been brought up so did you eventually get a response no Okay, so... So, a second, se- second letter, and both letters I'm being very clear that my family's not to be contacted, mm-hmm. I'm a legal adult, my privacy needs to be respected, or, mm-hmm. or I'll sue. Yeah. And no response. I'm living in Salt Lake City for the summer. When I'm, this is while you're in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm working and living in Salt Lake, and the church headquarters are there. And oh, one random day, I'm like... I'll just go. This is happening, <laughs> yeah. and I'm annoyed that I'm getting this runaround, and... I'm going to go to church headquarters and I'm going to go to the building that is the church headquarters records department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not leaving until they respect <laughs> my wishes. It's yeah. now been 90 days. We're putting yeah. our foot down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like strut in there. I'm like pretty sure I'm like wearing like a tank top You're and like, shorts. Why not? Which are indicators that you're not Mormon. Oh. By shorts. The way. They don't Hold wear shorts. Oh, or yeah. tank tops. 
Is that because the magic oh. underwear would hang yes. out of the shorts? Okay. Google good. that. Oh too, my god. People. Did you yeah. wear the magic underwear when you were a kid? I did not. Okay. Is that no. only an adult thing? Adult thing. Okay. okay. Uh, adult post mission thing. Okay. Interesting. Oh, you like fun. earn your magic underwear. You earn That means that the Book hands. of Mormon was not <laughs> accurate That's because so they wore the magic underwear that, on yes. their okay. mission. We say this with love. What The Book of Mormon is inaccurate because they wore the magic underwear on their mission. That's like oh. part of it. No, you do. Oh, you do. You so do. you oh, get it when the, you start. Oh, okay. so Sorry. It's like, yes. yes. By the way, have correct. you seen the Book of Mormon we and do you find twice. it? It's crazy accurate. Okay, it's oh, really? crazy accurate. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. They are very disrespectful and hilarious. Yeah. And it, if, yeah, it's very vulgar. Yeah, and it is. Mormons would be so turned off to it, but like, it's hilarious and actually the mannerisms and the culture is yeah. like two a t it's mm-hmm. creepy mm-hmm. yeah they did a very good job oh my gosh so you are at the records place you're, you're like, like i'm wearing my shorts i'm, hair, my shorts. I'm yeah. queer and i'm not leaving until <laughs> you this cute old lady at the is reception like, who is this desk guy? so i tell i get there and i'm like i'm so and so i've sent this letter no one's responded to me i've getting everyone keeps pointing fingers it's like Oh, it's this person that needs to do it. Oh, it's this person yeah. needs to do it. Like, and you're like, I don't care. I don't care. Make this happen. Just remove mm-hmm. me. So I check in to the front desk and I said, this is my name. This is what I want. And I said, I'm not leaving until you respect my wishes. And I said, I don't care who you have to call. I don't care what runaround you're going to give me. I'm not leaving this building. You can call security, but I'm not leaving yeah. this building <laughs> yeah. until you respect my wishes. I'm a member. I no longer mm-hmm. wish to be a member. Get this shit done. Yeah. Like... This has been 90 this days. Really peasy. This like, has been on my hard. mind for two years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. get make this happen. Yeah. And so this like, cute oh old grandma God. is like, oh, okay, sir. And she's like, <laughs> I need to call someone. So I sit in the lobby for like 40 minutes. Oh, my God. This guy calls me and he's like, tells me he's going to send me up to his office. And I said, I want to speak to you face. Yeah. yeah. I want to speak to you face to face because I want to tell this person. Right. You're not going to blast my family. Yeah. You're not going to tell my grandmother. Like, yeah. this yeah. is about me. And mm-hmm. you and this situation. Yeah. Right. So he's like, okay, like I'm wrapping up a few meetings. Like I'll see you in like 30 minutes. And I was like, These church okay. people are very busy. Yeah. They have so many, many responsibilities. I mean, this guy was shaking in his pants. I know. Yeah. He was like, I do not want to deal with this yeah. crazy person. Yeah. I've heard that there's the a, a gentleman yeah. in the lobby with the tank tops and booty shorts <laughs> and heels. Like, I can't deal. He's like, I just want to go home and eat my Thursday meatloaf right? and like see my 14 kids. Right. Like, he doesn't want to deal with me. Yeah. So, I wait 30 more minutes. He calls the lobby desk again. Yeah. And he's like, I want you to go to this building. He gives me the address. <laughs> oh, and he's no. like, they'll be able to take care of this. And I'm clear. And I'm like, like, I'm not leaving they'll the be able to leave, like, get rid of my records. Yeah. Like, reverse the ordinances. Yeah. And he said, yes. So I, I get his name so that I can call him out if he's lying to me again. <laughs> and I, like, go down to this building. Mm-hmm. And this building is a couple blocks away. It's, like, a brick building. Utah doesn't have a whole lot of security like New York does. There's not, there's not really security guards or yeah. buzzers or every building's pretty much public yeah. unless yeah. it's private. Right. Yeah. And they're just and like, this guy private-ish. doesn't look like a murderer, so come on in. I go to this building. There's no windows. Oh, my God. It's a brick building. It has, like, their official logo on the outside, and I get buzzed in. There's, like, two Weird. doors okay. of security. Yeah. Which is, like... You need to make sure you're not hiding God. anything in those booty shorts, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am, but yeah, wow. nothing that's going to hurt anyone. <laughs> oh, my God. So 
go in and um, there's missionaries at the front desk and they're like, this gentleman's going to help you. And I was like, okay, great. Go into another room with this like older... Do some people get their mission in Salt Lake? Mm-hmm. Like they go on mission? Wow. Usually it's, like... usually it's um, missionaries who have uh, mental or physical disabilities. Oh, okay. Oh. But, so or to... from other countries. Yeah. Oh, but okay. it's rare for someone from Utah to go to... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I feel like that defeats the purpose. But yeah. anyways, right. so... You're there um, in this weird we're building. We're there in this building meeting with this older gentleman, and he puts me in this conference mm-hmm. room, and I, he was like, gives me a sheet of paper, and it's just like, I just want you to write down what you want to have happen. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, my name is... You're like Mormon Terrence- with an X over <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> bye, girl. Oh bye, God. girl, bye. Bye, Sign, girl, bye. Sign, Sign Terrence. <laughs> um, so I write my name, and I just basically spell out the same thing that you wrote in the letter that you sent them twice and you're like don't harass my family and this is my name and i want my records removed and i want all my ordinances reversed Mm -hmm. which they can do apparently yeah and i sign the paper and i look up and this like guy is just like crying like he's like this like older dad and he's just like he's sad that you wanted to leave yeah and I appreciated that point of view and i knew where he was coming from but i was just so happy i felt like I was like a weight lifted off my shoulders Mm -hmm. and I've been told for so long that I was going to regret this decision and that I would Mm -hmm. feel a weight of like abomination and guilt. And I just felt great. I felt like my stuff's been taken care of. A chapter's closed. I felt at peace and I was like so happy. And I was like, thank you so much. You don't know what you've Mm -hmm. done for me. I've really appreciated your time and like, I've just wanted this to happen for so long, and I really appreciate you helping me do this today. Yeah, and I think too. And I that mean, was it. It was done after that. It's done. So I, of course, I called back and I was like, wanted to suss it out and be Confirm. like, did this happen or not? Yeah. And got a bunch of more lies, and then I just started swearing on the phone. Oh god! I'm and sure then loved the that. poor missionary was like, sent me to like his higher up, and <laughs> yeah. and I confirmed with them, and they said yes, like it's happened. Good. And then I got a letter. I did get an a letter. Thing. Yeah. I got an official letter, and um, but they never contacted your family or like blew up your spot or anything. Knowledge. Not to my yeah. knowledge, but they sent me a letter that was just like, "If we've offended you, we're sorry." Yeah, like we they're probably worried back. that you're gonna go to the it's press official, or anything. It's an yeah. official letter, right? Yeah, it's an, trust but me, still, this is not this a personalized legalese, letter. Yeah. yeah, this is an official letter that someone's. But I think it shows, I mean, again, you're expecting this ostracization and anger and they're allowed to be sad, right? You know, like that's an emotion. Yeah, they've devoted their life to this. They think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. And and they are for some people. For some people. Not for me. So. I got the letter. I put it on my fridge during Pride (laughs) and all my ex-gay friends loved it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... That was that. Is there more in just... that story? Or I'd love to kind of jump forward and talk about what your spiritual life looks like now, unless there's more sure. you want to... I was just... There was one other thing I was yeah. going to say, is that you talked about ostracization. It's a hard word to it's say, people. It's a very hard word. And I will say that, that what, there was fallout. There like, was fallout, yeah. There are definitely, you... like, friends of the family mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. don't acknowledge me anymore. Yeah. There are people that don't speak to me. Like... Yeah. Good and riddance. Like, you, I, oh, so you feel pretty. You were like. Yeah. It's like, bye. I knew that you were, now I know you were a fake and yeah. like, I'm happy you to know that. You are fake as hell and we yeah. know that now. Yeah. And I mean, they're dealing with their own stuff. Yeah. You can't be too judgmental, but it's like, at the same time, it's like. You don't time have time like, for that. You're living your life. No. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm glad that I now know that you were never a genuine person mm-hmm. and 
this is a difference between us, like, go and... Live your life. Have a great life. Yeah. So now it's 10 years later. You're living your best life here in New York City. Um, Terrence is very fabulous. And Stop. But, you know, I think... <laughs> I think you are. I, I really you. adore Terrence in many ways, yes. not just because he's fabulous. But, um, you know, you were raised with this spiritual background. So I, I'm just so curious now, do you consider yourself to be a spiritual person? Do you believe in God? How do you reconcile that spiritual upbringing with a secular life? But also, do you have a spiritual belief system that you adhere to now? I think... During college, I kind of tried to seek out, like, a replacement for my past. Mm -hmm. And I think that I definitely, like, became more spiritual in different ways. But I would say that kind of fizzled. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really... I don't like identifying with organized religion. Mm -hmm. I'm, like... In my opinion, like, I've had such an extreme experience. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I've had a life time of that and mm-hmm. I've spent you know yeah what you were saying how much you went to church like yeah times that by seven yeah it's so, like I've had seven lifetimes worth yeah. of religion <laughs> you're like I'm done I'm good yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like I w- it was so saturated and so much that there isn't really a religion mm-hmm. in my present life after that happened I was very curious in religion I studied it in school I went to a bunch of different churches Mm -hmm. not seeking a replacement but just pure curiosity Curiosity, yeah for sure now do you let's take the organized religion thing aside I mean do you do you pray do you I mean you don't have to answer this um do you believe in an afterlife no um oh I don't know yeah and actually I don't know yeah um Mormons believe in an afterlife and I always really connected with that belief and do I think that souls or energy continues? Sure. Do I believe in a higher power? Yes. I think that we as individuals sometimes place too much focus on it mm-hmm. and we want to define it and, and, and make it this thing and we speak for God when we're actually speaking for ourselves, Mm -hmm. what our thoughts are. And that is a specific philosophy of religion that I cannot remember the official name of, but basically where you believe that there is a God, but that God doesn't care about us. Isn't it deism? Oh, interesting. I think some of the founding fathers were deists. Yeah, like they're like, yes, there's a God, but we don't care. I think think that's a term. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need to look it up. up. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) They believe in a higher power, but that the higher power isn't as involved in our lives as we like to think they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just kind of made you and forgot you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, sh- could I consider that? Sure. I haven't really, like, unpacked that or unwrapped that those sort of feelings. Mm-hmm. But I, I do. I wouldn't consider myself a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I would consider myself like. Do I think that you need to make your life better and make the lives around you better? Do I think that you need to have a positive influence? Yes. Like I believe strongly in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe in strongly in like bettering yourself and bettering the lives of those around you because of your interactions. Do we, do I always succeed at that? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Like ask anyone, like I'm not the best at that at times, mm-hmm. but that's the goal. The goal is to be your best version of yourself and to influence the lives around you positively. Mm-hmm. I would say I believe in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I, haven't really addressed those other things and 
I don't know if I want to. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of fine where I'm at. And, like, I I would... There was one small note, though, that I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. Is um, when I first moved to New York after I'd been here a minute, I had a surgery and, like, kind of, like, a, a moment where, like, I thought I was going to die and I could have died. Yeah. And, like, a, di- a death crisis. Yeah. And I would say that, like, in that moment, I definitely questioned my spirituality and, like, God a lot. But it wasn't as, like, you would picture it, though, either. Like, I would have thought that I would have been, like, oh, my God, like, I need to go back to church. Mm-hmm. I need to start praying. And I didn't have that response. I had a response of, I don't know if there's a higher power, but there's a lot of people around me that do think that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember reaching out to friends that were Mormon being, like, can you pray for me? Mm-hmm. I remember reaching out to my parents being, like, can you have, like, a, can you put my name on the prayer mm-hmm. rolls at the temple? Yeah. Can you, like, have a... And my parents offered to have, like, someone come and give me a blessing. And I didn't want that. Yeah. But I was like, can you, can you fast? I actually asked people to fast for me mm-hmm. and pray for me. But, but on the flip side, I was also asking friends that believed in, like, crystals and energy yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. chakras right. and Reiki to do yeah. their things. I was mm-hmm. like, whoever's help it's I like can get. like, we're just going to hit all the boxes yeah. and exactly. see what sticks. Yeah. So I, I, not to compare those beliefs or to diminish their importance to mm-hmm. those individuals. But I was reaching out to anyone. I was like, yeah. I, I, nothing can hurt me at this right. point. Yeah. I can but only I make it better. This shows that, I mean, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that you have a, that you see the fluidity and the spirituality and, and the way you feel now could be different in 10 years or 20 years or right. 40 years. And I think that's important that we're not so rigid. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, well, I feel like, this has been quite yes. the d- conversation. Is there anything else that you want to say to wrap it up or any other stories you want to share with us? No, no. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's all. I covered all the boxes. Yeah. You did. Um, so, so you know, I, you generally, when we are talking with someone, we do ask them if there's any place you want to be found on the internet or if people could reach out to you. If there's any young Mormons <laughs> listening who are like, I need some advice. Um, where but, can they find you if you um, want to be found? You I can be found. found. Okay. Um, my Instagram is the same. It's to.exe and my slide into his DMS, young Mormons. Yeah. And if anyone, I guess like wanted, wanted to reach out to me, I mean, I love feedback and mm-hmm. I love stories or if someone wanted someone to talk to or needed someone to talk to, I'm obviously available yeah. always. <laughs> Um, and my email is my first name, last name at gmail.com. So T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E-B-O-D-I-N-E at gmail.com. Love it. Awesome. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was awesome. Really special. (laughs) The rare repeat guest. I know. Number one (laughs) guest. Awesome. All right. Thank you, campers. Um, hope you enjoyed today's episode and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yergi, Resident Youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield, and this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com, and you can visit us at campadulthood.com. Please also find on our website, there are links to our Patreon page, where you can be a subscriber and there are many cool prizes. Thanks, campers. We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood.